0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of No Names All Game. It is Wednesday, August 29th, and it is game week. App State, App State, App State. Uh, three days away you're probably listening to this on Thursday or Friday so just a day or two left uh, we got a great quick episode for you today a little preview of the upcoming game here we'll talk through the depth chart maybe one quick season prediction uh, and then we're going to get into our regular season cadence so you guys can expect a weekly episode after each game drop in probably Sunday nights or Monday mornings we'll recap the games go over the good the bad the ugly Hopefully, mostly good. Uh, do a little bit of a Big Ten roundup, talk about some some things around the league, and uh, get you guys hyped each week, every week for the whole season. Uh, stay tuned. Midweek, we will do some sort of preview each week, probably a short episode like this, maybe just some Twitter or Instagram content. So if you guys like what you're hearing, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, the Instagram is up and running. Both are at no names. All game. Let's hit it. <laughs> And we're back, like I said in the intro, Pat. It is game week. How you feeling?
1: Feeling so excited. I can't believe it's here.
0: I mean, we started this podcast, uh, NFL Draft. So what is that, April? It, I mean, we did a pre-NFL Draft. We did a pre-NFL Draft. So we're going on, I don't know how many months, but it has been a while and it is finally here. So uh, midweek episode, we're recording this Wednesday night, uh, getting ready for the game on Saturday. And you just told me some news
1: that is a little tough. You might have to work on Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, most likely going to be going in at 1 p.m. Oh, God. And that, that's that's Western time, so that's a half an hour after the the After kickoff. Starts. All right, so you're just going to have gonna to rip lovely. a couple
0: shots, watch the kickoff, and then go into work. <laughs> um, fans, if you're listening, please cross your fingers that Pat does not get called in and can watch the Brian, game. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, first, first game of the season. So, obviously, with that comes the first depth chart of the season. Uh, a couple things to talk about here. So, first – uh, the saga that seems to never end here but has finally
1: come to a close. Manny Bowen. Yeah. Um. This is really disappointing for me because he had the potential to really be the anchor of our – I mean, he was going to be a Mike linebacker. Yep. That is already the quarterback of your defense. And he probably had some of the most experience on this defense coming back. This one really hurts. I mean, between him and Buckles, yep. uh, who had to – step away from the program from injuries. Really what this does to you is the lack of depth we are now going to have at the uh, the defensive line and linebacker positions is going to be really rough. I mean, so you've got a few guys, but I, I think obviously our, our weakest part of our team right now is our D-line and our linebackers. I'd agree. I, and, I think I have a little bit more confidence in the D-line, um, but I, I agree. And when I say that, we're going to handle teams like App State and probably Pittsburgh and Indiana. Not an issue. But when we get to like two-dimensional teams who can threaten us with a pass and the run, that's when you're going to see our D-line and our linebackers really struggle. It's a little scary. I think. Uh, potentially. Potentially. Now, you've got a few starters who have seen a lot of action between Sharif Miller, 22 games, Givens, 23, Windsor, 23, Koa Farmer, 32, and Cam Brown, 20. But then our other starter on uh, the line, what's his name? Yeter um, Grossmatos. Grossmatos. Ten games. And Jan Johnson, six games in his <laughs> career. Th- this is a kid who has more starts as a Penn State varsity wrestler than a Penn State football linebacker.
0: If that's not a trivia question at a Penn State bar next week, it should
1: be. <laughs> um, and here's here's where it, it's going to hurt us. We've got a stretch of Ohio State, Michigan State, Indiana, at Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's five games in six weeks there of absolute gauntlet. Not all these guys are going to be playing those games. I can guarantee you that I would put any amount of money that not every single one of these starters is going to be healthy for all of those games. That's how college football works. And so you're going with some guys who already have limited experience as starters and now even less experience in their backups. Yeah. That's where we can really get hurt.
0: Yeah, and and I agree. I think linebacker – and and I'll wrap up on the Manny bone because I don't want to spend too much time on it. He he put a statement out, said he wanted to just focus on academics and getting his degree. James Franklin in his press conference said, we love Manny bone, what's the best for him? A lot of like bullshit rumors on Twitter going, oh, he didn't like his playing time or he didn't like where he was gonna be, so that's why he quit. I don't know if that's true. Quite frankly, I don't care. Like it, it it's over. I wish him the best of luck. I hope he goes on to do amazing in whatever he does. But fact of the matter is he's not on the team and that's a on, on the field, that's a big gap. I think you're completely yeah. right there. Defensive line, though, I'm gonna challenge you on this one. I agree. Starting starting potential is a little scary. I think Sharif Miller and Kevin Gibbons are two fantastic options on whichever side they line up on. And I got a lot of faith in Robert Windsor too. Um, Windsor and Givens, I think, I I agree with you when we get to the Wisconsins who have probably three NFL linemen on their own line. It's going to be tough. Um, But I I do think that they can hold their own. And I think what you're going to see this year is the rotation that uh, Coach Spencer puts in play is going to be more important than ever because some of these backups that you do have, you have Shaka Tony who kind of passed rush specialist last year, saw some work. Uh, you got guys like Fred Hansard and Antonio Shelton who haven't released really in the field. It's going to be a lot on them as it is the starter, right? Because if you yeah. can't give the starter the break like Sean Spencer likes to do, then it's going to be even more taxing. So I've got a little bit more faith because I do like some of those backups. Um, we'll talk about Shane Simmons, who is not currently listed, just just banged up right now. Uh, Franklin says he's they're hopeful that they'll get him get him back soon. Um, I, I think I think we've got more depth than we think on yeah. the end. I think tackle is a little bit more concerning for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm making it sound a little darker than I really feel. Um, <laughs> it's just what makes me nervous with you know, D-Lyman especially. These guys get hurt, and even if they're healthy, they don't play the whole game. Yeah. So you have guys rotating the entire time, and it's just—it I it, it doesn't inspire confidence in me.
0: And I think that's okay, and I, I think that's fair. I We've mean, got it's... unproven talent.
1: Yeah, is and what it's is what I'll say. It, I mean, I don't think it's dark. I think it's
0: realistic. Listen, guys, if you want to go listen to a Penn State podcast that's going to give you butterflies and rainbows, go ahead.
1: That's not us. We are going to give it to you real. Um, also I'm also nervous because what I'm hoping for is an undefeated college football playoff, you know? Yeah. And so one loss can derail that whole thing. And any question mark is a potential for one loss. Yeah.
0: It's it's scary. And, and we've talked about the schedule before. We've talked about some of the, the opportunities that we have, but Moving on from that, let's talk about some of the surprises on the depth chart. Maybe some some good, maybe some bad, and I'll kick it off. One one that I am pleasantly surprised with is K.J. Hamler, redshirt freshman, wide receiver, uh, I believe came out of IMG Academy down in Florida, missed his senior season of high school with, I think it was an ACL, um, but, it, but in high school they called him the human joystick. He is a guy who is just electric with the ball in his hands, um, just jukes people out of their shoes, very fast kid spent his whole freshman year kind of getting healthy, getting back into it, and he's killing it. He is listed as the starting wide receiver opposite of Juwan, and also the starting kick returner, so wow. they obviously have a whole lot of confidence in him with the ball in his hands. Uh, a couple things from from Franklin's presser, uh, he's, he said what they do a lot of times is they'll talk to the opposite position groups and the opposite coaches, so they'll ask the DBs and the defensive coaches, like, hey, rank, rank the wide receivers, and, and vice versa, wide yeah. receivers rank the DBs, and He said KJ Hamler is always one of the top at the list when they ask the defensive uh, squad, who's someone that scares you with the ball in in their hands. So um, I think you're going to see a lot of rotation at both Uh, at wide receiver. We've got a lot of depth, you know, because he's listed as the starter for this game. I don't think that means he's for the whole season. We have Justin shorter who also isn't listed on the depth chart. He's a little bit dinged up. We expect him to play a big part. And in kick returner, I think you see some of those running backs Uh, journey Brown, Ricky Slade, get some reps too, but, I'm just really happy for this guy KJ Hamler. He uh reminds me energy-wise and Franklin said this too, a lot of Marcus Allen. He's very Ooh, very goofy. He's uh there's a video on the Penn State Instagram the other day of him with Lamont Wade and someone else I can't remember and he's singing uh we're the three best friends that anyone could have. Uh he's he's always dancing, always making funny videos. His parents made like a dance video for his birthday. Like High energy kid explosive on the field. I'm just – I'm really happy to see him get a chance, especially to start the season, and I think he's going to show
1: some big things. So I think we've got potential for – to see some big stats this year out of young wide receivers where – even, I mean, Juwan Johnson was great for us last year. He didn't even put up monster stats. Was it but one touchdown, I think? And one I think two. he only had one. Um, it it might have only been that Iowa Yeah, one. I think it yeah. was it. But, I mean, now there's no Gasicki. there's no Chris Godwin – There's no Deshaun Hamilton. There's no Saquon Barkley to be, you know, catching the ball. There's two, I mean, guys basically returning as wide receivers. Yeah. So – I, you've got some real potential for breakthrough stars from young guys.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and, and KJ, I think, is going to be really great redshirt freshman. We talked about Shorter, uh, Justin Shorter, who came in as the top wide receiver in the country. A yeah. uh, little dinged up right now, but we're not worried. We're going to get him back in a week or two. App State is not when we need him. Exactly. Be exactly. And especially, uh, he's a green. He's going to play regardless, and we'll get to that in a minute. But still, why, why waste him in the first game if you don't need him? Uh, and then the last young wide receiver that I'll get to is uh, Jahan Dotson. So he's one that... Uh, I believe originally committed to UCLA and then we were able to flip him. Pennsylvania kid. Uh, He has been the buzz of camp, Franklin, the coaches, uh, some of the other players have not been able to stop talking about how impressive this kid has been. And that's exactly what they talked about. Jawan Johnson last year and he delivered. So I'm excited to see him because he's one that I coming in thought definite red shirt or maybe a yellow and he'll, he'll impact in years to come, but they're really excited about him this year. So I think overall for me, that just the depth we have at, at young wide receiver, uh is, is a pleasant surprise and I'm pretty happy about. What else on uh what else on this
1: depth chart uh sticks out to you? What do you want to get to? Um, I mean I'm gonna get to it in my my bold predictions. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well hey, listen, I'm a good host but I'm not I, gonna I go would, there. I would say Penn State just has a lot it it's kind of a weird team with you've got possibly the most proven talent in college football with Trace McSorley, surrounded by almost nothing but unproven <laughs> talent. <laughs> just all totally unproven talent behind the one, like possibly yeah. the most the most proved guy in college football right now.
0: Yeah, that's very fair, and and I do think the O line is is uh, a strength this season. As again, we we have said it before. You can't say it, so I'll say there's some proven there, and I won't spoil because that is part of my bold prediction. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, and and a couple other quick hitters here before we get to to the next segment couple things that I liked on the depth chart. So first and foremost, Tommy Stevens listed as the lion once again. So shout out to our guy, Tommy. Um, The only thing that kind of surprised me here is we talked, he was in a walking boot for a picture day. Um, We know he's a little bit banged up. So him being listed on the depth chart, is that just them signaling like, yes, he's still in this position? Or is that saying he's ready for week one and and we're ready to go? Um, I don't think it matters either way, but I hope it's the latter
1: and I hope he's healthy and ready for it. I'm guessing he's healthy. Yeah. Um, but I could totally see Franklin just being like, man, I want, I want that lion on the right? death shot." <laughs> Fuck it. I just want everyone
0: to know that Tommy Stevens <laughs> is still that dude. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. We have a new position. I think it's a new position on defense called Star. Star. Um, so it's three guys. It's John Reed, Don Johnson, Lamont, Lamont, Wade, all defensive backs. And I think this is kind of going to be like the nickel where they rotate, you know, an- another yes. corner in there in certain packages. It-, it has a cool name. I like it. Star. Um but I, I am interested to see how the secondary plays out because we talked about how you have John Reid back and then opposite of him will be uh, Amani Oruarie. Um, Lamont Wade moved to safety. He's listed on that star position. I, I think Lamont Wade is too talented not to see a lot of him on the field. Yeah. So I think you're going to see some decent rotation in there as well. If, if um, I
1: had to guess that star position, that's a guy who knows how to read offenses, a guy who's a ball hawk. That a tendency to be a, a right place, right time kind of guy. Just makes plays that don't really make sense. Yeah, I agree. And I think, the yeah, so John Reed
0: and Lamont Wade obviously fit that bill. And the other guy in that category is Donovan Johnson, who uh, was another one that was really, like, highly touted coming out of high school. I want to say maybe in the Michigan area. Um, I was choosing, I think, between Michigan, Michigan State, and picked us. If that's wrong, Don Johnson, I apologize to you, but that's Don what Johnson? I what, yeah. are the actor? It might be him. (laughs) Listen, if you look at the depth chart, it might be the actor. It might be a freshman. Who knows? Uh, Speaking of freshmen, so this is the last thing we'll talk about for the depth chart. Uh, So this number seems crazy high to me, and a lot of the beat reporters are writing it. But we've got 17 true freshmen on the three deep. And what I think is crazy about that is it's not due to a lack of depth. Like we're we're finally at a point where we have some depth. I think it's just a, a testament to how good this recruiting class has been. Yeah, I mean bringing in just a lot of young talent. Yep. So Franklin said, uh he said six or seven in the press conference. I can't remember, but at least six have the green light, which means they're absolutely gonna burn their red shirt red shirt and play. Uh so obviously Micah Parsons and Ricky Slade, the two five stars coming in. Um oh and Justin Shorter. Almost yeah. forgot about him. The three five stars coming in. Uh so the three of those guys, the other ones are Jesse Luceda, uh the other linebacker that's uh Seemingly best friends with Parsons. I love the two of them together. They're like, you know, uh, like the Bash brothers. I think that's going to be the future ooh, of our ooh, linebacker like core. So, LaCade is on there. Uh, Jake Pinnegar, who is going to be our our starting kick. By the way, are we uh, talking Mighty Ducks Bash bros or oh. Penn State Bash bros? I think and gonna... Zordich. I think I'm going to go Mighty Ducks in this situation. Oh. No, no. It's the second coming of of the Mouty Zordich. Oh, I hope. I hope. Um, Jake Pinneger looks like he's going to be our starting field goal kicker. So, we will have a separate field goal kicker and a kickoff kicker. Um, there's like three or four of those walk-ons that, that I think are kind of be battling for that spot. Um, PJ Mustafer is a defensive tackle who is ready to play. So as we talked about, um, you know, some defensive line depth, they think this guy can contribute right away. Big boy, so. ready to brawl down there. And then Pat Fryermuth, he's one of the two tight ends we brought in. I read, I didn't realize this, he's turning almost 20 years old, but he's a freshman. So he's I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he it's got held back at that. some point. To be a Mormon. I don't know how that like eligibility works, but they said he's the oldest freshman. He's coming in. Uh, he's going to be twenty, I think, next month. But he's a big dude. He's ready to. He's ready to contribute. And our tight end situation is a little murky right now. I think they have uh, John Holland and Danny Dalton listed as a like an or. Uh, like either one of them could yeah. start. Um, and we know that there's not. You know, you lose Gasicki. <laughs> it's hard to replace that. So if Fryermuth oh, can come in and, and at mean, least contribute level,
1: it's. It's impossible to replace that at a college level. It really
0: is. He's such a freak. Uh, we could spend hours reminiscing, and we probably have. Um, but I'm excited to see all those freshmen listed, and guys are going to get opportunities. Like I said, that's just the six or seven that he he mentioned as are already green, but there are some others that are, are going to step in and going to play, and, and I'm excited for that. All right, I think that's it for depth chart, yeah? Yeah. All right, let's move on to bold predictions. So we haven't really done, like, season preview. We did a little bit uh, in our last off-season episode, but it's just – I hate doing that because it's always the same bullshit. Like, who do you think is going to be the star of the offense? And yeah. Who do you think is going to be the star? It's just, it's everyone does the same junk. So we will succumb to it right now and we'll do one. Uh, I, I have two. How many do you have? One or two? One. You got one. So we're going to do a couple of bold predictions for the season um, and I'll kick it off and then you can do yours and I'll come back. So I'm going to start with the offense. My bold prediction for the offense. I, I foreshadowed it earlier. If you okay. were paying attention, uh, I'm going to say we are going to have three, at least three, all Big Ten offensive linemen. Ooh! So <laughs> this is first, second, third
1: team. Are yes, you throwing yes, yes, an honorable yes, yes, yes. mention in there? No,
0: no honorable <laughs> mentions. But I am including all three teams. Okay. Last year we only had Ryan Bates, and I believe he was a third team. Uh, and obviously we know that that line has just been depleted for a long time. Um, but just looking at the starting line, we have some guys with a ton of experience. We have guys that are already getting NFL looks. I just, I, I think it's going to be there. So Bates and McGovern are the top two. Bates is our starting left tackle. Connor McGovern was our center last year, actually moved over to right guard where they think he's a, even a more natural fit. I think those two guys are just going to be maulers. And then between Steven Gonzalez and Michael Menett, uh, who is our left guard and new center, uh, Respectively, I think one of those guys has a stellar year. Um, I, don't, I don't know if both do, but I think at least three guys you're going to see some, some recognition for. And, and that's going to be a huge, huge leg up for us, like I said. With some questions around Trace, I think having a solid offensive line is going to be huge. So you heard it here first, at least three on the All-Big Ten teams.
1: All right. So my bold – I don't know how bold a prediction this is, <laughs> but is that by, oh, by the time Ohio State game rolls around, either Koa Farmer – or Micah Parsons is our starting Mike linebacker. Okay, I,
0: I like that. So you're saying Jan Johnson, who has six games to his credit and is a starting wrestler, he,
1: <laughs> he has his eight uh, Penn State varsity wrestling starts. You're saying he's not going to cut it? I don't. I, <laughs> I don't want to say not going to cut it, but uh, I, I, I get the feeling one of those guys moves over and becomes our starting Mike. No, I, th- I think that's fair,
0: and and it is a little bold, right? Because it, we've you know we've we've seen how important that Mike linebacker <laughs> is, and. Well, I mean, I don't know how well Jan Johnson's going to do, but if you don't want to rock the boat, just to rock
1: the boat, so I, I think that's a really good take. If if either of those guys prove it and show that they can handle it, I can't remember even when our defenses weren't great. The last time Penn State didn't have like that guy at the Mike linebacker position. I mean, from Maudie to Hull to Kabinda, that we always seemed to like. It was always that guy that was there. There's three legends you just named, and and it's always been it's always been that character. Like none of those
0: guys are prominent in the NFL. I would say probably uh, Hull has done the best so far. Kabinda to just getting. And I mean, in. before
1: Marty, what was it? Puzlazny before him,
0: could be uh, Sean Lee. Sean Lee, yeah. We've you had know? we've had long hair. So I'm talking the la- the re- last you know six eight years or whatever. Um, but those guys were the heart and soul of defense, yeah. even if they weren't the premier first rounder you know what i mean and like jan johnson i love you but you're not gonna be that guy i don't even know who the fuck this kid is (laughs) i I said it to you i said it to you before we started recording (laughs) for a moment in my brain my dumb brain i truly thought that jan johnson and brandon smith were the same guy and
1: it's not a great sign
0: sorry i just I, i don't know i i forgot but yeah i like that take i think i think somebody is gonna have to take reins of that position and yeah we hoped it was manny but i i think at this point there's there's enough I think there's enough guys in the linebacker core that are chomping to prove themselves that somebody will take those reins. All right. My last one is on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, this is what we talked to. We talked about the defensive line earlier. And, and like I said, I think I'm a little bit higher on the defensive line than you are. I'm, I'm excited. I think we've got some really good pass rushes here um, that will be tested against some of the big 10 teams, but this is my bold prediction and definitely a little hot take. Like, I, I could have gone easily and said Sharif Miller will lead the team in sacks because he led last year with five and a half. But I'm going to say Yitro Gross Matos leads the team in sacks. Okay. Hot take alert, uh, just trying to get likes and clicks, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, he had, he had one and a half last year, and that was in very limited rotational play. They did burn his red shirt. He played a lot, um, but it was in rotation. He was still figuring things out. He's a big dude. He's the same size as Sharif Miller, um, and he's got speed. He's got power. I just I have a feeling with the attention that Sharif is going to get,
1: I think Yeater is, is going to eat up the sack. That's what I was about to say is the one thing that might help that come to fruition is – Sharif's gonna be drawing every double team that our defense gets. Yep. So I
0: hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeeter. Yeeter. I don't know, but I, I like you, dude. I think he's got you a too. ton. To, you too. Very I don't fancy. Know. Uh I think he's got a ton of potential, and and I'm looking forward to uh to him much improving on that sack total from last year. All right. We might actually keep this one as a fairly quick episode. Totally. We're,
1: we're 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 cruising we're through. Burning. This.
0: Yep. All right, so last segment for this episode is is the in game preview. So, like I talked about in the intro, intro, uh, I'd like to do this pretty much each week, uh, where we will preview the upcoming game sometime midweek. Uh, maybe it's an episode like this. Maybe it's just on Instagram. We'll, we'll find a creative way to do it. Um, but we'll go through a little bit of the opponent, what to expect, what we know about them. Uh, I'm going to hit you with a shocker right now. Okay, hit me. I'm not an Appalachian State super fan. Well, right. You know that, yeah, I know that's hard to believe, but I don't know a whole There's lot of the big win
1: they against Michigan, <laughs> fucking what, eight years ago?
0: Okay, I'm glad you said that because that was the, the first and one of the only things I have <laughs> written down about this team. So, you talk Appalachian State, that's the first thing that comes to mind. They beat, they upset Michigan. I think Michigan was like number five in the country. And this is Appalachian State was an FCS team at the time. They have since moved yeah. up to the FBS, but that was, I mean, upset of the century. So, how many years ago did you say? I think it was eight years ago. Okay. In my head, I'm thinking it's still like five years ago. It just still seems I, that. I think it might have been my freshman year. It was 2007. Wow. It's 11 years ago that that happened, and we're still talking about it. That's how monumental yeah. it was. Jesus. So, I mean, there's there's that, like, again, there's that mindset of, oh, shit, Appalachian State, they did it to Michigan. They could do it to anyone. Those players have gone on, had kids. Those it's coaches okay. have These retired. kids don't even remember. This is an entirely different team.
1: So the, the kids who are on this team were at the oldest – Ten years old when that happened. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna
0: we're gonna go ahead and throw that uh, that take out of the window. Um, but since then, since that upset, they've gone zero and nine against Power Five teams. So while they are actually back to back Sun Belt champs, aka Fun Belt, uh, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a terrible pun. I'm sorry, guys. Um, that's where they're at now. They play in the Sun Belt. They're actually crushing the Sun Belt. So they won back to back champs there. Uh, there's something like, I, I don't know the exact stat, but some crazy win loss record in conference there. They just dominate that conference. Um, a little bit about the team. They are, they are a run first team and they thrive on their defense, like some of the big 10 teams that we do see. So I'm kind of excited. I think this will be, and, and a lot of people are saying this, I think this will be a better test than some of the normal, just, you know, 60, nothing openers that we get, um, but it, it should still be a very much warm-up to to get into the season. So they've got, they've got a running back who has had, I think it's Jalen Hill. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Sorry. Um, I should have wrote this down. I have notes. Why didn't I write that down? Uh, he's got back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Um, <laughs> Hopefully so Penn State's taking us more seriously than we are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do your research, guys. Uh, but he's got back to back thousand yard seasons. They do have a new QB. So, so they won the championship two years in a row, but that was under their, like, you know, their, uh, savior, whatever you want to call him. He was like, like franchise, he was, yeah, he was the franchise. That's the word I was looking for. This is why we're a team people. Uh, so they have a new QB. Uh, don't think he's going to be as good in the passing game, but they do say he's a better runner. So I think personally, this will be a good test for that front seven that we're talking about that we're a little bit worried about is yeah. can we shut down the run? Um, so all that being said, what are you what are you hoping to see from this game? What do you want to see from Penn State? What do you think is um, what do you think is important to, to kick the season off, right? So, first of all, we're
1: a 24-point favorite. We are. And big thing I want to see there is I want to see us cover. Because I don't I'm not uh I'd be shocked if Trace Mixer really comes out and doesn't live up to his hype. But I want to see if the rest of these unproven guys can sort of live up to that. And I think a, you know, a solid defensive team will be a great test of that. Now, when it comes to our defense, this, because you said they're sort of a one, possibly going to be a one-dimensional team. It's not going to be a super hard test for us overall, but what you're going to want to look at is just where, where's the line? Are, are we in their backfield or are they in our defensive backfield? And that'll be just a good indicator of what we might have going this season.
0: Yeah, I agree, and 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 that's, for again, from the ten minutes of research we did, that's what it sounds like because they are fairly one dimensional. It's I, I want to see not only do we shut that down, but we shut that down early. Like make the kids start throwing, show them that hey, you're in Beaver Stadium. This is the this is 107,000 people opening game of the season. We're gonna we're gonna jam it down your throats. Like it's it's yeah. not gonna happen. Um, so I agree with that completely. Something that I really want to see too is. And I'm happy you brought up the spread because, as you guys know, hi, my name is Chris, and I have a problem. Um, Yeah, 24-point favorite, over under is at 54. So, obviously, they're expecting Penn State to do some of the heavy lifting. I I do give App State probably 13 to 17 points, I think, in that range. I don't think this is a complete shutout. Um, I think the defense, with so many new starters, will give up a couple, and I'm okay with that. But I think the offense, too, I I think we need to come out and lay 45. Like, Trace has heard all offseason about – how many weapons he's lost? Miles Sanders has been asked non-stop about Saquon yep. Barkley. I want to see these guys come out. And how many times do you see an opening game of the season where it's a little bit slow? Little and things are working. Yeah. I want to see 24-30 points in the first half. Like I agree. This is this is the time. If you're if you want to be a college football playoff contender, come out and jam it down their fucking throat. It's I like, want to see our starters not have to come out in the second half. Yeah. Like just, hey, third quarter, we're we're up, what is it, 30 to 10? Put up another twenty for us. Yeah, like I, I think I think there's no reason not to. It's not you know it's not um, unsportsmanlike. And again, this is not a cupcake team. Like there's a very chance, very good chance that it is fairly competitive to start. But I think that's that would be like a really good feel as a Penn State fan to say, hey, this is a better team than we normally play. It's not a Coastal Carolina
1: or an Akron, and we were still able to come out and just absolutely dominate. So I would say there's three things I really want to see out of this game. One is sort of nebulous and what I said before, where's the line? Where does where's the game get played? Are we in their backfield? Or are they in ours? Yep. Uh, the other two are more sort of concrete things. I, w- I want to see him score no more than 10 points. Okay. That's what I want. I like it. And I want to see Miles Sanders get two touchdowns.
0: I think that's very doable because, again, I, I think one Miles has a big chip on his shoulder. And I think, and this is just if I were the head coach, which, spoiler alert, I'm not – I think they're going to try to give Miles every opportunity because of that fact, because of, hey, he's the new guy. We want to show not only, you know, him, but we want to show
1: the world that we're behind him and we believe in this guy. True. He might lose some touches because of all the Heisman hype that Trace is getting. True. True. But I don't think it'll impact him too much.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess maybe my, maybe I mean more so in the like the running back rotation. They're not going to work him to death. There's no need to. But yeah. I, I think even if we're up big, they probably let him get some more than maybe they normally would, just to get get him going. He's yeah, the lead guy. Let you, him g- shine. you gotta let him get into a rhythm. So um, I think you definitely see some, obviously some Mark Allen, maybe some Ricky Slade in there, which is it would be super exciting. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's what I want to see. Come out, jam it down their throats, walk away with a big win. My score prediction, I'm calling it. 42 17. Uh, like I said, I do think they score a little bit more. So I'm saying 42 to 17. So cash the over
1: and we cover. Uh, I got a parlay. So, <laughs> oh, baby. Honestly, I would take that. Um, I think we both, I think we definitely cover the over, maybe. Yeah, cuz if we're going to get the over again, it's
0: going to be on us putting up a lot of the points and it, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. I, I bet a game last last season was it Georgia State, we beat them 56 nothing and the over was like 58. I'm no, Like, like guys, you couldn't have kicked one fucking That's field insane. goal for me. Um but yeah, I think it's yeah, I think the line of 24 is interesting on this one cuz a lot of times when you have an opening game with a top 10 team versus, you know, a, a low-level conference, I forget what they are even called. They like to
1: bait you. With it, big lines. Yeah, they
0: crush you with, like, a 35 or a 40. I mean, 24 40. is a big line. It, it's big, but given the situation. Yeah, for college time. football, it's not outrageous. Whoever Alabama's playing, whoever Ohio Alabama's playing. Alabama's only
1: 24 and a half.
0: Ooh, look at you, Mr. Research. They're playing Louisville, though. Okay. That's, that's a real threat. All right, that's fair. Again, if you look at some other top 10 teams around the league, I would guess there are some bigger spreads. So, if I was a betting man, which I was, Ohio State's I would say. 38 and a half. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I would take it. I, I say, yes, we're going to cover the 24, I'm taking the over on 54, but I wouldn't be super shocked if it was under. Uh, But life's too short to bet the under. Fucking bet the over to have some fun. Why why are you going to root for no points? It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. So, like we said, short episode, only about 30 minutes here. I wanted to just keep it quick, give you a little preview for what's to come this week, what we think. And we'll be back uh, Sunday or Monday. Really rounding up everything. Um, again, we're gonna after a great win. It's gonna be a huge win. It's gonna be fucking great. We're gonna be happy. We're gonna be drinking some beers. Chris is gonna win his parlay. I'm gonna win my parlay. Pat's not gonna even go to work. Not the that's thing. Pat's boss. If you're listening, that was a joke. He clearly told me it was a joke. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have some fun stuff. Uh, we'll have some like recurring segments each week where we talk about um, you know who you know our favorite plays from the game, some of our funniest things from around the league. Stay tuned. We're gonna have a lot of fun stuff. Uh, This has been a great episode. Pat, any last words for the fans? I don't think I got anything else. All right. Y'all get ready. It is game week. We are...